The global game tonight from 8pm Eastern Daylight Saving Time on SEN. Special guests tonight, Soccer Star Harry Suter and new Sydney FC manager Ufuk Tele will be joining the boys. Simon Hill is on the line. Good morning to you, mate. Um, the, the, tr- the chat with Ufuk is going to be quite interesting, especially off the back of a big win. I had a good chat with Quaz yesterday and we, we broke down the 5-1 victory over Adelaide United, but it's how they do it and how much... Uh, a new man in charge can take can take charge and change things pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, it's um, uh, you know something that's worked obviously very quickly, but uh, it's only one game. But um, you know, having spoken to to one or two of the the players on the way back from Adelaide uh, at the weekend, I, I think the the key sort of takeaway was how he'd sort of simplified the message. Um, about what they were to do with the ball and, you know, once they were without the ball. And uh, sometimes, you know, you just need that little bit of clarity and that clearly worked against uh, Adelaide. They were terrific. Um, individual performances as well. Joe Lolly, two goals, to assist. Jaden Kaczarski on starting debut with two goals. Uh, right across the field, they didn't have a bad player, really. So, you know, now the the... the the trick, obviously, is to take that forward. They've got a little break with uh, the internationals this week uh, and then the big derby against the Wanderers. So there's still a lot of work to do and they're by no means the finished article. But uh, he's made a very good start and Uffie's a good coach and I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully getting a little bit more insight in, into how he's going to go about it tonight on the global game. Yeah, I wanted to know, you know, what do you want to press him on? What, what do you want to know out of out of what his plans are. I mean, you, you know, there, there are things that I would want to know, but, but you're in this, mate. This is, this is your world. So what, what are the answers you're looking for? Well, I guess as to how he sees his team evolving, um, you know, we know that Uffie likes to play an attacking style of football personally. And this is nothing against Steve Corica, by the way, who was a very, very successful coach, won an awful lot of trophies uh, with Sydney FC. I, I guess what I'd like to see... Uh, is a Sydney team that plays in the manner probably befitting of a big city club. You know, they are supposedly one of the glamour clubs of of the A-League. When it was first set up, you know, they were nicknamed Bling FC. And they sort of shied away from that a little bit, which I think is disappointing because, you know, every league needs big clubs and clubs that everybody else hates. Um, and I mean that in the nicest possible sense. But, you know, you, you want to feel when a club like Sydney and Melbourne Victory is the same, when they come to town that you're taking on one of the big glamour clubs. And I don't always think throughout the course of their journey, Sydney have, have really done that. I, I think they've, for large parts of, of, of this league's history, have been functional. They've been successful. There's no doubt about that. Uh, which is part of uh, the equation, of course, for supporters of a big city club. But I think you want to see them play with a bit of swagger and, uh, you know, live up to that uh, glitzy billing of uh, of a big city Mm. club. And we all know what Sydney siders are like. You know, they'll turn up to see an attractive winning team and when they're not, they'll stay away because it's too hot or it's too cold or it's too early or it's too late. That's just the nature of the city. So I'd I'd love to see them sort of embrace that... uh, uh, that showbiz, without being too schmaltzy, but, uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to see them be a, a real draw card, not just for the city, but, uh, you know, also for the competition itself. Yeah, no, really well said. What's happening at Perth Glory? I see the the ownership situation over there is still a bit in limbo. 
Yeah, it is, unfortunately. Uh, yesterday it was uh, announced that the uh, Prime Land Group, who uh, were announced as the new owners a few weeks ago, uh, had reneged on the initial payments, uh, I think of around $10 million, uh, to, to complete the purchase, or at least the first part of it. And uh, essentially, the, it's collapsed. Um, it's bewildering, to be honest. And I guess, you know, my question is why was it announced if, if it wasn't done? Now, I'm, I'm told that, you know, this is uh, the protocol uh, when you're completing a transaction. But, you know, football is a different business. Sport is a different business. When you, when you yeah. announce owners, fans, you know, they think it's done. It's not like a... You know, an ordinary business with, with the greatest respect where not too many people care. This is uh, people's passion. Um, so it, it's a disappointing situation and concerning as well because the company that has been appointed to conduct this sale, Cordamenta, uh, is also now in charge of selling the Newcastle Jets as well. So, you know, you only hope that they can find another purchaser pretty quickly. Um, they say they're going to go back to the other interested parties that were involved in the initial process and see if that interest is still there. But you can understand the frustration of the Perth Glory supporters, and it's it's a frustration I share. Um, it's it's very very disappointing, and uh, you know, hopefully they can, they can get a deal sorted sooner rather than later. Mm, let's see where that one goes. You'll have Harry Suter on tonight, um, Socceroos. So interesting scenario, mate, isn't it? So Bangladesh on Thursday night. Um, so there's some interesting clashes here. And, of course, we've got the Palestine one as well further down the track. So um, I wonder how Harry's feeling going, uh, you know, in, in, in terms of the national game at the moment. Well, look, he's just had a 24-hour flight, so I'm sure he's a bit knackered at the moment. Um, <laughs> but uh, hopefully he'll be OK for Thursday night. And I think the game against Bangladesh, uh, without being disrespectful, should be straightforward for Australia. They're not one of you know the heavyweights of, of global football. Uh, Australia are at home, familiar conditions, big crowd behind them. They should be more than good enough to get the three points. The Palestine game is going to be a little trickier. Palestine, again, are not heavyweights by any means, but, uh, you know, they're handy, particularly at home. Now, they're not playing at home. They're actually playing in Kuwait because of everything that's going on in, in the Middle East at the moment. Uh, but they will certainly have the bulk of the support uh, in Kuwait City. And, uh, you know, that could be a tough game. You don't know what the surface is going to be like or, or the, the climate. Um, and, and they are more than capable of giving bigger teams uh, a punch on the nose if you're not careful. So I, I think Graham Arnold will have targeted that game as being, you know, the, the, the trickier one of the two. But, you know, to all intents and purposes, 1-11, to 11, the squad depth, Australia are better than both these teams, and they should start with six points out of six. You've got a Socceroos star on. You've got Sydney FC's new boss on. Plenty to talk about in the world of football. Have a good show this evening. Thanks, Matthew. All the best.